0: Okay,
1: welcome in here. Episode number five of the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast. Today, the topic is Inside the Red Zone. That's where we are going. We're going to talk about what players get the opportunities, and more importantly, which of those take those opportunities and produce results when it gets close up into the goal line and into the end zone. I'm Dan Claskins, along with my co-host and a friend james adams and you can get us here on the fantastics insider football podcast anytime as we get you ready for 2021 fantasy football you can get it at insiderfootball.com and subscribe wherever you listen including apple podcast google podcast spotify and many more and of course on twitter at fantastics at dan Claskins at james adams 94 and If you're getting ready for your drafts, we definitely encourage you to go check out a free trial of our Fantastics Draft Advisor software over at InsiderFootball.com. We're certainly going to be digging into it here today. We've got a great offer as well, how you can get it for free, we'll tell you about in just a few minutes. But James, as much as fantasies evolved over the years, since I started playing in 1990, one thing has remained consistent, touchdowns are king, my friend, and in order to try to project touchdowns and you look at all the many projections inside our software ultimately some of these goal line and red zone opportunities that we're going to talk about here today that that goes into a large portion of you know trying to project out how many touchdowns each player might have
0: yeah no doubt about it uh, look you can't you can't just lock up predict touchdowns but you can predict who's going to get opportunities and that's what we're going to try to do here today And you hit the nail on the head about touchdowns being the difference maker, the king in fantasy football. Look, we just got done doing KFFSC drafts yesterday. And, you know, I always love to pat myself on the back when it comes this time of year. But the conversation with some other people about how to build a main event winning team, my answer was, look, you've got to get lucky. I mean, it was two goal line carries for somebody besides Lamar Miller. And then Miller comes in on third down gets a touchdown. I won that main event by, like, two points or something. So... You've got to get lucky, but you get lucky by getting guys who are going to get more red zone opportunities. And um, Let's face it, those touchdowns, they change the scoreboard a lot quicker than even a a catch of of monumental yardage. Because even when you get that catch, you're like, oh, I wish you would have got in the end zone. So definitely touchdowns, uh, that's how they win. That's how we win.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting too as you're looking at the position battles and the depth charts and everything. One of the things we can see in preseason, who is getting into those – different packages and obviously a lot of the stud players sitting around but as the first week of preseason action unfolded you know even looking at some of these backup backfield battles and stuff uh was interesting and it was nice to watch preseason by the way this weekend mm-hmm. uh, after not having it a year ago and James the best thing no major real injuries i mean there were a few uh notable things that we'll keep our eyes on but no, just devastating blows for fantasy owners to deal with. So that's a good thing as well. And uh, as we said, we've got a great tool for you to help you win. It is our fantastic Draft Advisor. And it's not just on draft. We can help you all season two with our touchdown package. And right now, this fantastic offer going on with our new partner, Thrive Fantasy, which if you've never heard of it, it's daily uh, DFS basically on prop bets. So Uh, And I know, James, you've been playing a lot of it on the golf side of things. I've dabbled in the football stuff. We're definitely going to be doing more on our Sirius XM Fantasy show with it as the season starts, of course. You can catch us on Saturday mornings, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. But, James, in terms of, uh, for those not familiar with Thrive, just quick hitter, like what you like about it?
0: Well, first of all, when you make a prop bet parlay, if you miss one, you're out right you you go a five leg parlay one's done you're done In thrive maybe y'all were on that same side of the prop and it doesn't hit so you you advance still you can you can miss one hell on bad days you can miss two cuz in golf anyway which is what I've played mostly and uh you know I've yet to dig into football cuz there's not a whole lot going on yet but I am going to uh in in golf you have 10 options you pick an over or an under on something they're offering you and the over and under are weighted, so they're not all, there's 200 points to every prop, and, and you know, sometimes it's 75, 125, so you've got to not only pick, sometimes the props are like, oh, this side's the obvious pick, but you get a low amount of points for it, uh, you know, as it's, it's, it's split up as 50, 150, so you've not only got to weigh the options of what prop do you think is is likely to hit, but how valuable is it to hit for those points, you know, I can bet the under on somebody making an eagle at 50 points, but, 150 is the other side of it, so it's weighing not only the prop itself, but how the prop is weighted with the points you get, um, and you can miss and still be successful. Uh, Dan, I'm not going to tell you I'm the greatest DFS player. I've had to make some DraftKings deposits here this summer. I put $20 in Thrive; they matched my $20. This was before we were doing this uh, several years. No, it wasn't several years ago, but it was about a year and a half ago. My account has like 260 bucks in. I've not made one single deposit after that $20.
1: Nice. And as yeah, we said, I'm pretty proud of that. We've got a great offer and that's what we're really here to talk about. You can get the normally $70 Fantastics touchdown package for free. A $20 deposit on Thrive Fantasy will get you the TD package. That's our draft advisor, all the regular season tools to help you win. Plus a $20 credit on Thrive Fantasy. You can use this credit to enter Thrive Fantasy contests win even more cash using your free insider football tools. This is a $90 value for a $20 deposit. All you need to do is go visit insiderfootball.com, click on the sign-up link to see the details of the offer. You'll get the free 2021 fantastic Draft Advisor, which we're busting out right now. And a lot of different uh, things go into the algorithm and, and the way that the projections are done within the tool. And one of those, James, the topic here, as we talked about today, red zone stats, right? And we're going to look at it, some players that are particularly good in the red zone, Maybe some that struggle in the red zone. We're going to break it down by passing, receiving, and rushing today. And let's start with those passing numbers, James. And I know that obviously uh, higher scoring offenses are going to get to the red zone more frequently. So it's hard to really uh, look at specifically like, okay attempts or or something i keep in mind but how much do they actually convert when they're in there is it something else i look for so uh and for the sake of the argument today we have inside the 20 which is technically the red zone i like to call it the green zone inside the 10 because that's where the money is right that's where you win the cash Mm -hmm. converting those touchdowns and last year i mean let's start with aaron Rodgers. here was a guy that i mean Everybody rode off before 2019. I know I did. Uh, mm-hmm. Many of us projected him, projected him to finish well outside QB1 numbers, and rightfully so. I mean, he turned in a couple of dismal years, but, man, what a special campaign it was a year ago for Aaron Rodgers. And in a lot of that happened inside the red zone. I mean, just inside the 20-yard line alone, James, he was 59 of 82. That's a 72% completion percentage nearly. 35 touchdowns, right? And you get him inside the 10-yard line. Aaron Rodgers, he he attempted 48 passes. He completed 81.25% of those. So 39 completions. Of those 39 completions that he threw inside the 10-yard line, 29 of them went for touchdowns. And we'll talk about his favorite target down there, Devontae Adams, in a bit. But that was as good as it gets, right? It is interesting as we work our way down the list uh, to see the completion percentage alone, just inside the 10 yard line, Aaron Rodgers was 81.25%. Do you have any, I mean, just going over 70% is remarkable. In fact, last year, only two quarterbacks in in this particular data I'm looking at even broke the 70% mark. Drew Brees, and Carson Wentz, who as bad as his season was, and, and Wentz only had eighteen attempts, by the way, which is thirty less attempts than Rodgers. But James, when you look at the uh, com- just the percentage he converted there, uh, that is, we want to know what turned into an MVP season. That performance, as he neared the end zone, particularly lifted those numbers and made him a great fantasy asset.
0: Uh, yeah, those are crazy numbers. I mean, the thirty-five touchdowns inside the red zone. That's what you want from your fantasy quarterback most of the time. I mean, the reason he wasn't insanely elite slash the reason we're not taking him number one overall is he doesn't do it with his legs like some of those guys do. But what he does with his arm is on it is not to be uh, there's no one on par with it. Right. Or or there's no one that surpasses it anyway is maybe the better way to put it. And on top of the gaudy completion percentage, the insane touchdown numbers the interception number. That's what really stands out. I mean, that's what we've talked about a little bit this preseason when we talk about different scoring setups, i.e. Scott Fishbowl where you get penalized more for interceptions. Aaron Rodgers does not turn the football over. And not only does that help him, um, you know, in fantasy not get those negative points, it also makes sure that even if it's not a completion, which it almost always was clearly at 81%, you're keeping the ball for the next try. So my goodness, those numbers are insane and do I think Aaron Rodgers can like do those numbers again? Eighty percent's like insane, but it's you're not going to catch me saying I don't think he can't be the number one percentage uh, completion percentage guy in that in that area again, though.
1: And our fantastic draft advisor, the official player projection for Rodgers. Now, this is just overall passing. We're projecting a seventy point seven percent completion rate, uh, and as you mentioned, taking care of the football. We're only projecting five. Quarterback interceptions, 41 touchdowns, making him an easy top five play in any fantasy format. Let's talk about some other quarterback things that pop out here. And, you know, Russell Wilson, a guy that's been generally pretty amazing himself inside the red zone. And particularly we get down to inside the 10, but 27 to 45. He's only at 60 percent completion rate, but he did get 21 touchdowns, which is impressive. But James, three interceptions. By Russell Wilson, no quarterback in the league threw more picks inside the 10 yard line than Russell Wilson. A lot of that we've talked about came with maybe that second half sputter that they had. I mean, you know, as the draft advisor points out on Russell Wilson, he finishes the season as a sixth best fantasy quarterback with an outstanding 11 quality starts. But once again, he threw considerably more passes last year than the year before, and he's finally in the healthy 555 range but it's going away within the rushing stats. His rushing totals, uh, you know, certainly not terrible there. Uh, We saw him increase up to 513 yards. But if you look at the second half numbers, only three quality starts in those eight games. And man, you think about Russell Wilson. I'm even thinking about that. One of those interceptions I remember very clearly. It was against the Niners and basically cost him the division. Uh, But three picks inside the red zone, not great, but still a really solid performer. Was there anybody that, as you look through the data, just anything really surprising you at the quarterback position?
0: I was surprised that Baker Mayfield had 43 attempts inside the 10. I mean, we talk about how good Chubb is with the ball. They have two really elite running backs. I was actually surprised by the number of attempts that Baker May- Mayfield had. Now, he was barely over 50 percent with those attempts, but I'll give him this. he didn't he never turned the ball over either. No interceptions inside the 10 there. That one was uh, a little bit surprising. And then you mentioned Drew Brees earlier. The fact that he comes off this list just makes Aaron Rodgers stand out just that much more to me. Um, And then it's no surprise that Tom Brady's taking care of the football in those green zone, red zone areas, too. Um, That, I don't know, Josh Allen with 44 attempts inside the 10, because we expect him to take the ball, tuck it, and run a little bit. Now, again, they were a prolific offense, so... um, A lot of opportunities to score, and he still ran the ball too. But a little surprising, right, that he's one of the top guys with attempts inside the 10. Maybe that just tells you, hey, he's running it or he's throwing it. That really maybe says fade those running backs even more than we already have. Uh, Those are some things that stand out out of the the high-end guys.
1: The really thing that stands out for me that we haven't got to is Justin Herbert because the dude turned in one of the best rookie seasons we've ever seen. And, Mm -hmm. I mean – just an absolute beast. In 15 games, he posted 4,336 yards, 13 passing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, only five interceptions, 67% completion rate. You know, that that's all great. But when you look at his red zone numbers, 57.58% <laughs> completion percentage. And we know Keenan Allen, his top receiver, has never really been good down at that part of the field. And maybe... That's part of the problem. They don't really have that go-to dude there, and you lose a guy like Hunter Henry, uh, who would figure to fill that role a little bit. I don't know who it is. I mean, Austin Eckler, I guess, but he only a fifty-seven point fifty-eight percent completion percentage. I mean, Mitch Trubisky, Drew Locke, we're ahead of him in that regard. Uh, so, granted, only thirty-three attempts, but nineteen to thirty-three now. Of those 19 completions, 13 of them go for touchdowns. No picks, so that's good. But maybe some room for improvement there, maybe a little bit of a red flag. We've already talked a little bit about Herbert in general with the crowd noise and things coming back, some regression, almost certain. But we shall see. We shall see. I'm not saying I'm going to avoid Justin Herbert at all, but I see some people sort of pushing Herbert up into like trying to be at the head of this tier here. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and heck, in one of the KFFC drafts last night, we were in together, James, for the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. Uh, we saw, I got Dak Prescott two almost two rounds after Justin Herbert went off the board. And I, I mean, I get the injury concern, but I think some people are getting a little too bullish on Justin Herbert. I like him as a mid-range QB1, but not, he's not, I'm not drafting him ahead of any of the big rushing quarterbacks. And now even Aaron Rodgers uh, with that situation, at least for this season, seemingly resolved. Herbert is more in the Russell Wilson, Tom Brady range for me. And you could argue him over those guys maybe, but I don't know. I think he's being overrated by some and these red zone numbers. Certainly uh, might help build that argument. Let's get into some of the rushing production there in the red zone and We know this one, I mean, we're going to take it even a step deeper as we look at some of the numbers inside the 20, inside the 10, and inside the 5. That's what we really want to know about, right? Who's getting that rock inside the 5? And we're going to start by looking at the players that led the league in attempts last season in this regard. The top two names on the list may not be all that surprising, James, but if you're looking at rushing attempts by any position inside the 5-yard line, Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott, these guys, twenty-two attempts apiece, which is pretty good. to get twenty-two attempts. The difference is Ezekiel Elliott. How many yards do you think twenty-two attempts would net?
0: I mean, you know? I'm look. I'm looking at it, so I'm cheating. I'm not going to answer that.
1: <laughs> Seven yards, James, on twenty-two attempts.
0: That's hard for me to actually believe. That's really hard for me to believe with a line that's pretty good. It's not as good as it was was
1: last year. Let's be honest. And And the
0: the passing threat was clearly um, different, but that's still hard to believe that's,
1: Five touchdowns on twenty-two attempts isn't terrible, but conversely, Dalvin Cook only got twenty yards. I mean, you know, often these guys are going from the one and they lose the yard. I mean, that it's not surprising. One yard of carry inside the five is not. I'm not like shooting. And then they
0: score on the next one, so it's two yards. One, it's two carries, one yard, but they got the touchdown. You know, they got the job. Eight done.
1: touchdowns in twenty-two attempts. The sixty-four percent seven rushing percentage there, and that's a percentage of total team rushing attempts inside the five uh, opponent taken by this player. So. You're looking at uh, when they were inside the five and ran the ball, the Minnesota Vikings, Dalvin Cook, got the Rock 64.7% of the time. But, James, let's talk about the players that got it even more. James Robinson, we know Travis Etienne is now in the mix, but when the Jags were inside the five last year, he got 83.3% of the team's uh, backfield carry share there. Pretty impressive. You would expect Uh – that he would be able to maintain that role when you look at the fact that he also, you know, five carries, 11 yards, five touchdowns. So Josh Jacobs, no surprise. We know that while Kenyon Drake is a threat for sure to his playing time, you would expect the goal line role to remain Jacobs and inside the five last year for the Raiders, 78.3% of the carries. Now Drake in Arizona Mm
0: -hmm. had
1: 72.4%, but you got to remember, he was parlayed up with Chase Edmonds there. Here with Jacobs, I think he seeds to Jacobs more often than not. So Todd Gurley no mm-hmm. longer in the mix. He was third on the list, getting about 73%. But Ezekiel Elliott, this one here, James, is worth discussing. It's Cam Newton, who mm-hmm. is in a position battle with Mac Jones. And I think most of us in most of our leagues would say, we don't really care about this, which one of these two quarterbacks, because Newton and Jones, they're not going to get drafted, in most non-superflex or two QB for correct that said it does matter quite a bit to the value of some of the other players particularly Damian Harris if you're asking me because last season Cam Newton 73.1 percent of New England's carries rushing attempts inside the five-yard line if if he's the quarterback again James I don't know how much that number is going down maybe it goes down to 65 percent at who knows but if Mac Jones is in there, that's no longer a threat, and that's what makes Damian Harris a more viable fantasy option. If Mac Jones wins his starting job, I'll tell you right now, Damian Harris is going to shoot up five, six, seven spots on our board.
0: And Mac Jones won't win the starting job out of camp. He'll be the starter pretty soon. That's just my guess there. I have no like real insider knowledge, but that's the guess. Um, not only do take a look at what Cam's numbers are, forget inside the five, he had 43% of the team's rushes inside the 20. Now, that's not when you're trying to quarterback sneak it. That's not when Cam's going for the end zone. That's problematic to me, that he's running the ball that much inside the 20, not just inside the five. So I'm with you. And it's not just Damian Harris's value that's going to go up. It's some of those tight ends and receivers, too. Maybe not. <clears throat> I don't know how much the receiver value is going to go up because we're still trying to figure out who the receivers are. But I don't know that they go up in draft boards, being Henry and Smith. But you have to like him a little bit better because as much as we've talked about Cam Newton will throw the ball to tight ends, and he did it with Greg Olson with great success, that could be a Greg Olson thing too. There's more balls in the air. If he's not scoring nine rushing touchdowns, you you expect they convert on most of those opportunities. If Mac Jones has one or two of those, maybe Damian Harris gets six. Maybe the tight ends. I don't know where it goes, but you got to think that all goes up. And I do think that Cam starts week one or two, but by week five, by October, Mac Jones is the starter, I think.
1: Yeah, in a similar situation in Buffalo, I mean that's what Ding and Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Besides them just competing for themselves, it's Josh Allen and what he does uh in the same regard. But I mean Cam Newton seventy three point one percent of New England Patriots carries inside the five yard line one year ago. Allen thirty seven point five percent, half of the tar uh, the carry share there. So the difference is is Cam Newton on his nineteen attempts got nine touchdowns. Josh Allen. Nine attempts, seven touchdowns, right? Uh, he's taking those touchdowns away and, and succeeding at a, a far more rate. One final thought I had looking at these numbers, James, in terms of percent of carries inside the five-yard line. You look at the first-round running backs this season that we're seeing go off the board. And you know I'm looking, or maybe not even the first-rounders, but running backs that are being drafted as surefire starters in fantasy. Nick Chubb, you would think that, you know what, I know he was hurt last year, so this number reflects that, but only 47.8% of the Browns carries inside the five-yard line. Alvin Kamara, not a surprise here, only 44.4% of those carries. Dude had all those touchdowns last season, but not a lot of them come inside the five-yard line. It's just not a part of the field. Antonio Gibson, one of the hottest names out there expecting some sort of an increased role. Only 40% of the Washington football teams carries inside the five-yard line last year. So opportunity is a big thing. And uh, the opportunity around the five obviously gets more scores there, but some pretty elite names that have to get their fantasy production from outside this green zone and this pay dirt Money's inside the five-yard line.
0: Yeah, there are. And uh, look, I mean, especially as we've, transition to PPR, guys become elite without having to score 15 touchdowns like Derrick Henry does, right? Derrick Henry does his elite stats the old school way. So not a ton of surprise that some guys are getting it done. But I tell you what, you look at some of those numbers. I mean, Melvin Gordon, and I know there's a ton of hype on Javante Williams, but the conversation yesterday, he falls out of bed and gets 10 touchdowns. He's down the board a little bit, but he still had 50% of the red zone or the the inside the, uh, the five. And even inside the 20, he had 27 carries, seven touchdowns for 56%. So Melvin Gordon's still a guy, and yeah, I drafted him yesterday. So uh, I do like him, obviously, but he's another guy that I think, as you talk about the rookies coming in that are going to usurp carries, and there's no way Javante Williams isn't going to get some of those carries, but you get some guys like that. I mean, Melvin Gordon, his upside is touchdown production. He had those carries last year. I think he'll still get some of them. He's going to lose some, but he's still going to get some of them. Just a, a name further down the board that I think is interesting.
1: All right, uh, let's move along to some receiving red zone stats to sort of finish up this topic here with you today. You're listening to Dan Claskins, James Adams. This is the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast. It's a new podcast. We're really excited about it. You can get it and then listen anytime at insiderfootball.com and subscribe wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, to name a few. James, we've hit it on the head here pretty much the importance of red zone opportunities and getting targets inside the red zone. Always interesting as well, particularly again, inside the 20, inside the 10, the green zone, as I like to call it, uh, target share. We, you know, we're looking at, we talked about, you know, percentage of the targets in there. How about the percentage of total team pass attempts inside the opponent 10 yard line targeted at this player? And, We're not going to get any seventy percenters here, right? I mean, there's a a lot. There's not just one quarterback or or, you know running back or two. I mean, you have many options of targets. So, but Devontae Adams, we hit, we teased it up a little bit when we were talking about how great Aaron Rodgers was last year. Devontae Adams, forty (laughs) four point four percent of the targets that the Green Bay Packers had inside the red zone a year ago went his way, and man, did he make the most of them. 20 targets, 17 catches, a ridiculous 85% catch rate. He turned it into 13 touchdowns. And James, even though he's inside the 10 yard line, there's 17 catches for 81 yards. So it's as,
0: yeah, it's as if they were all from the nine. I know that math doesn't work out, but the idea is it was like he got the most out of them too. Yeah, he's a monster. And it, it goes to the fact that he is what, like, the only show in town. And I know they brought Randall Cobb in. You can say what you want about Lazard. I found it a little surprising that he had. 44% 44% of the target share inside the 10, just because of how good Robert Tanyan was last year. But, I mean, there's only so many other targets. I'm sure Aaron Jones, Robert Tanyan make up the most of that. Uh, but that's a big number, 44%. That's a big number.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, if you want to dive into the Packers target share a little bit where, uh, you know, you mentioned the 44% for him, 15% for Tanyan, 15.6. So, the two of them combining for 60%. Of the targets inside the ten yard line, you throw in Aaron Jones for another, you know, eleven point one percent, and I mean, there you have it. Uh, those were the three guys. One of those three were the ones going to get the the look of Aaron Rodgers, and rightfully so. I don't think any of that's well. hugely surprising. But uh, down the list, Adam Thielen, thirty seven point one percent. Wow. I mean, there was a point where I felt like when Thielen first came of the scene, all right, he's PPR guy, but the touchdowns weren't necessarily following. And now it's sort of flipped and reversed. Pulled in 11 of his 13 catches, 84.62% catch rate, 10 touchdowns on those 13 targets. You know, So all but one of his catches inside the 10 found his way into the end zone. 46 yards, not too shabby. Uh, in, in terms of tight ends, and you know, we'll talk some, uh, but right now, just looking at receivers uh, specifically, other guys on the list: uh, Amari Cooper. You know, granted, didn't have nearly as many attempts, only ten targets, but still thirty-one point three percent of the target share and down there near the end zone. Here's an interesting name: Nikhil Harry. Now, granted, they didn't have a lot of red zone attempts. And I know everybody and their brother's writing off the firmer first-round pick. He's asked for a trade to come out there. But his big body and big frame screams red zone weapon, and they tried to make it work there last year because when they did actually pass, it was, was very rare, as we've talked about with Cam Newton stats. Almost 30% of the targets that went inside the 10 on uh, 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 a pass attempt went to him, James.
0: And that's great. If he has a starting job, but, I mean, he's being drafted behind Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, the two tight ends they brought in. I don't know if that really – and I get it. They invested a first-round pick in him, so I'm sure the Patriots would like to get some value back out of that pick. But I don't know that I can take a whole lot of that if the expectation is a different quarterback and an entirely rebuilt receiving core – I can't take a whole lot out of that and kill Harry Stafford. I'm not.
1: I'm. I'm. I'm not really like suggesting you draft him or anything. It is just a, it goes to the point where they that they, they need to they, they looked at him at a pretty high rate. Yeah. Uh, last year and it didn't work out. I mean, he only had two touchdowns on those five targets. But that could be what his role becomes. It'll be tougher to do now that John New Smith, who's also a good red zone guy, and Hunter Henry are in the mix. But Brandon Ayuk, A.J. Brown. These are some young players, uh, 25% target share there, uh, speaks volumes. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins. It's interesting that Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins had the same percent
0: of target share inside the 10 for the Cardinals last year. Yeah. I mean, and again, when I look at the Cardinals, I'm not so sure that I can look at that and go, uh... DeAndre Hopkins is still the guy, and Christian Kirk maybe is the guy, and yeah, the 50% share, or I'm sorry, the uh, the uh, 27% share each, that is interesting, the fact that Kirk did get the same number of looks as Hopkins, do you think that changes now that Hopkins has been around for a year, they Perhaps. get the offseason together?
1: Perhaps, plus you have Rondale Moore entering in the mix, we don't know what Kirk's role is even going to be AJ Green, offense. maybe. Yeah. Uh, in terms of just double-digit targets for receivers, I mean, Devontae Adams crushed the world with 20. You had Mike Evans with 14, uh-huh. Tyreek Hill with 12, Calvin Ridley with 11, Brandon Ayuk with 10, as we sped Kirk and Hopkins, the same. DK Metcalf with 10, Amari Cooper with 10. So if you look at that list of targets, probably the most surprising name outside of Kirk on it for me, James. Hands down, a player that uh, you know you would expect to... to not really see that kind of action as a rookie was iuk and I think the sky's the limit for him. I mean, he pulled in sixty percent of those targets for five touchdowns on his six catches. And even if Debo Samuel comes back, I mean, obviously George Kittle could uh, throw a wrinkle in there, but Ayuk is a guy that can make the big plays down the field and all around the field. But looks like he's also going to be a viable option here in the in the green zone in particularly, and that's why I really like him as a, a back end wide receiver too this season.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not, I have no arguments with that. The question will be, who's quarterback? Maybe it's better when they make the switch. And maybe the things change when Debo and Kittle are both on the field, something that Ayuk didn't see a ton of last year. And the fact that they want to run the ball, will Lance be running the ball in the in the uh, green zone? That'll all be interesting things to shake out. I still can't get over, and it's something we talked about briefly yesterday, too, on the, uh, the show on Sirius XM, but. Tyreek Hill just doesn't strike me as a red zone, green zone threat, but 12 targets is way up the list. And Travis Kelsey's ahead of him at 13. I know we're talking more receiver here, but the fact A, obviously that offense has a ton of looks inside there, and Mahomes under center. They're going to let him throw the ball. Just Tyreek doesn't seem like the kind of guy you would target in the in the green zone because of his size. I think it'd be Kelsey. I think when he was healthy, it would have been Watkins last year. So that's a good number for Tyreek Hill fans because you know you're getting the big play from him, but you can get that tight play from him too, apparently much more than I would have guessed having not seen these numbers.
1: Yeah, I think it is definitely something to chew on. In terms of some big-name receivers that we're looking at guys that just didn't see even 20% of the target share that uh, for their teams that are, are getting drafted fairly early, and you know that's That's interesting because there are certain players that really, really can have those big efforts. And uh, was there any name on the list that just caught your eye?
0: CD Lambs, the first one under 20% that pops out as a high drafted player, but you've got a second year receiver, a quarterback coming back under center and Dak Prescott. So I, I would probably ignore that. I'd be, I'm surprised that only 17% of the red zone targets for the bills went to Stefan Diggs, considering the massive year he had.
1: Yeah. Robert Woods, a guy that inside of our fantastic draft advisor, we really like, and I do too. Uh, but we know the touchdown totals are always a little down James and only three targets last year in the red zone for him. He caught two of them for two touchdowns and clearly golf's no longer there Stafford. So a lot of things are changing for sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, if he's ever going to become a more reliable and and lock in weekly lineup option, it would sure be nice to see him get a few more looks that, down that part of the field.
0: Yeah, I think that team will be different, though. No acres, different quarterback, uh, one less tight end to throw to. So there's a lot of different dynamics to that team this year than next year. Now it's the same play calling, right, for the most part. So that is something to be to be considered. Um, I think when you draft those Rams receivers and you got to take a second and think, all right, how many times will they not get looks in the red zone? Because that O-line is so good that even if Henderson's not an A-plus running back, he'll still get his looks. Uh, But it is interesting because, I mean, he's certainly a guy I'm considering when I pass receiver early to start my, to anchor my receiving core. And look, when you wait till it's time to draft Robert Woods, you do start to get those those wrinkles on a receiver is he's not elite because he's not getting all those red zone looks like Adams. Like uh, like Tyreek Hill.
1: Yeah. Let's move over to tight ends. You've already sort of teased some of it, but uh, we know the stud Kelsey. And I mean, heck, there's no surprise he's getting a number of targets he's getting down there. Uh, You're talking about 13 red zone targets. I mean, only two guys in all football had more. Mike Evans and Devontae Adams, his target share just 26 percent. They're spreading the wealth a little bit. Lots of opportunities indeed. But, James, if I'm looking at target share inside the red zone, how about TJ Hawkinson? 30% of the team's targets a year ago. Now they lose Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. I expect that number to only go up. Granted, he's not Darren Waller or George Kittle, but TJ Hawkinson, I know a lot of people are in on Kyle Pitts, and I'm not trying to go against Kyle Pitts. I think he's going to be an amazingly special player. But for me, TJ Hawkinson... Is if I don't get one of the big three, he's the next guy on my board I'm interested in.
0: I took him yesterday in that same spot, and I'm right there with you. The opportunity to have targets all over the field is massive. And then you go into the red zone. I mean, look, he gets golf at quarterback, and you remember when Goff had one tight end to throw to, when it wasn't Everett and Higbee in the mix. Higbee became a stud. I think that that could happen with Hawkinson, except for that he's a much better player. He could, uh, dude. Hawkinson could be tight end too on on boards next year, and Waller gets those targets. His touchdown total could go up, so that could, you know, he could be another level higher. I don't know that he gets to Kelsey range, but that's almost the next step for him. But going back to Hawkinson, absolutely, you got to think that the the opportunity there for him, not only inside the green zone like we're talking now, but really all over the field, he should see so many targets.
1: Any other interesting tight end nuggets before we wrap it up?
0: What do you make of Jimmy Graham's twelve green zone targets? Nine catches, six touchdowns. Everyone loves Cole Komet. Does that mean Comet gets more looks in the in the zone? Does it completely change with fields under center? I mean, if you I do not want to draft Jimmy Graham. I draft him in the 29th round of a dynasty league just because he was there and I I was like, well, he had so many touchdowns last year. What do you make of that? Because that's a high number. Well, I think we saw
1: down the stretch, uh, the team sort of transitioned to commit a little bit. Those numbers definitely were inflated in the first part of the year. I only know this because uh, with injuries and stuff, I had to roll out Jimmy Graham there early in the season. Um, So I'm not that worried about it. But that said, I'm still not really all in on Cole Komet either. I think people
0: he's going way early. Yeah,
1: they're drinking the Kool Aid a little bit with him. I'd like to see it. I'm not saying that he doesn't have potential, but We haven't seen a lot of it yet. So fun stuff there. That wraps us up today as we look at our inside the red zone and green zone numbers on this edition of our Fantastics Insider Football Podcast. In episode six, we're going to get into third down indicators. Talk of what that is about. Still ahead, do not touch players. Our fantasy draft plan, big, bold, and boldest predictions. If you missed any previous episodes of the podcast, We've got new faces, new places, ranking the rookies, the draft advisor versus ADP, fantasy consistency matters all already out there. So go check those out and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Find it at any time at insiderfootball.com. While you're there, go get you a free trial of the Fantastics draft advisor software tools. Start plugging in your settings. Check it out. And also check out that great deal we got with Thrive Fantasy, a $20 deposit at Insider Football on Thrive Fantasy. Gets you everything for free this year. and 20 bucks to play there on Thrive Fantasy. For James Adams, I'm Dan Claskins. We'll catch you next time around right here on Fantastics Insider Football.